Today's episode of the Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of Christmas by the Sea by Melody Carlson. When Wendy Harper inherits her family's beach house cottage in Seaside, Maine, she sees it as a way to finally pay off the debts that have mounted since her husband died. But before it can be sold, the neglected property must be renovated. She and her 12-year-old son, Jackson, move in temporarily, she reminds him, in order to do the work themselves, even though Christmas is coming. The charming town, along with local craftsman Caleb Colton, pulls on both Wendy and Jackson. Wendy knows that the most responsible thing to do is to sell the cottage and return to Ohio, but the lure of the sea is much harder to resist. It's my pleasure to welcome Melody Carlson to the podcast. Welcome, Melody. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Is it weird for you to have a uh, Christmas book out in September? I know it's very traditional, but it must be always kind of weird to put your mind in that spot. It is weird, and, and actually, it didn't used to be. It used to be it would come out, you know, in November, and then... Then it started coming out in October, yeah. and then it's September. It's like, it feels like it's still summertime. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's very similar to the pumpkin spice latte um, release schedule. It used to be right after Thanksgiving, and now it's August. So Yes, <laughs> yes. But the funny thing is I write these Christmas books usually in July, which, oh. you know, I'll be in my office with the air conditioning on, and then I'll step outside expecting to see snowflakes, yeah. and it's like 100 degrees out there. <laughs> what do you do to get yourself in the mood to write a Christmas book in the middle of July? Oh, that's a good question. Um, fortunately, imagination is, you know, wonderful. You can, like I said, you know, I'll step in there and I'll get into that world. And and it's like I start feeling like it, the snow is flying and I do smell hot chocolate, although I'm not drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of through my through my imagination it, it comes to life oh that's amazing and do you live in a place where you normally see snow when it is winter or are you in a, a warmer climate area no we we're actually in the mountains in oregon so we generally have snow and often have snow at christmas time oh that's nice so that definitely helps you kind of tap into your own memories of the snow then Yes, and there's pine trees all around, and, you know, it has that sort of feel, so it, yeah. it does lend itself to Christmas. Oh, that's perfect. I live in Texas, so it's never, it's very hard for me to imagine cold any time when it's a million degrees outside. Yeah. For our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, well, I've, I've been writing for, uh, publishing, I should say. I've, I feel like I've been writing my whole life, but publishing for the last um, 25 years or so. And it's writing and storytelling is, is just, you know, my love. But, you know, I have I have a life outside of that, too. And, and where we live here in Oregon, um, my husband and I really enjoy the outdoors and we like we have a motorhome that we like to take camping. It's kind of luxury yeah. camping. It's not one of those e- enormous ones, but it's kind of a midsize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I like to garden. And we, we recently downsized from um, we lived out of town and we moved into town because writing is such an isolated life that I just felt like I needed to be closer to people. And yeah. and so we've been redoing this whole property here in town. And we had to do all the landscaping and ended up building a studio so, because we downsized too small, our house yeah. too small. <laughs> so my husband built a studio for me. Where, that's where I am right now. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's great. And so you get to be a full-time writer. Pretty much so. You know, the, the lovely thing about writing is, is you do get to call your own hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes if I want to do something during the middle of the week instead of on the weekend because things aren't so busy, you know, I can just take off and then, then I'll end up, you know, writing um, during the weekend because uh, we live in a tourist town and oh, okay. so 
it gets crazy here, especially yeah. in the summertime. So I sort of just adjust my schedule to accommodate it. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then that way you can avoid people when you don't need to see them and then go out and enjoy it when you want to. Absolutely. Like right now, we're just about to have one of our great events. It's a folk festival, and it'll go from Friday through the weekend. And, and town will be packed, but it'll be fun, and we'll I'll be there with my lawn chair. <laughs> That's so cool. So when um, you moved to this town, since you lived outside of it, had this been um, a place that you and your husband had experienced for a long, for many years, or is it you just kind of found this place and, and fell in love and wanted to move there? It's both. Actually... Ironically, we honeymooned nearby where we we live now, but we actually moved here um, about 25 years ago, but we lived outside of the town, Mm -hmm. and then we decided to move into the town, so it's it's been our town for the last 25 years, but it's it's a delightful little place. You write these really lovely, charming, small-town stories, and I bet you pull a lot of inspiration from your own hometown. I do, and, you know, people hardly believe it when I say our town does not have a stoplight <laughs> and we don't you know and we get plenty of traffic and there's you know i've been in towns that are smaller than ours that have a stoplight but for some reason we just don't that is so funny yeah. well you know it might it might disturb everybody they might get thrown a little bit <laughs> yes they put in a roundabout which did disturb people at first but now everybody kind of likes it <laughs> so you say that you have been writing your whole life do you remember the first book you wrote the first actual book besides being a child and and typing on my little old-fashioned typewriter and stapling it together (laughs) but um the first actual book when I got kind of serious about writing I was um running a a group home daycare center and preschool we had an addition in our home Mm -hmm. and my my background had been in early childhood education well as well as a lot of other things but um I just got bit by the writing bug and so I started writing on a yellow legal pad and I wrote a whole book during the kids' nap times you know over the course Mm -hmm. of you know a month and it was actually um, a juvenile book and it's the only book I haven't published and it's probably because I wrote it first I wrote it in longhand and then I typed it into a funny one of those old electronic typewriters Mm -hmm. and then finally I got my first computer and I put it on there but I don't even know I don't know where it is now yeah yeah, it was called Sadie Mulcady New Girl in Town (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so cute. I'm always uh, I'm always so curious when I ask that question because some people will tell me about the book they wrote at age four that they stapled together and gave to their mom as a Mother's Day gift. Yes, and my mom still has those. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so what is it about um, small towns that, fi- that you find so intriguing that you kind of want to revisit them? Oh, I just love small towns. And, um, and actually... The, the Christmas by the Sea, the book that we're kind of talking about, mm-hmm. it's, I said it in a small town in, in Maine because I live in Oregon and I write so many books in Oregon that I kind of start feeling like Oregon is a little, you know, kind of backwards right. place that not everybody maybe wants to read about. But the town was really inspired by our beach town where we had a beach cabin. And, but I just kind of transferred it over to Maine because I, I have written about Maine before along the sea. So I've done a lot of research on the, the Maine sea, seashore, which is kind of similar to ours in, in a lot of ways. Oh, interesting. So. I was, I was wondering if, if Maine and I know, you know, different coasts, but I wondered if they're, topography might be similar between Maine and Oregon. It is because, you know, we're about the same parallel line mm-hmm. and um, kind of the same climate. And I was really surprised. I've, I've been on the East Coast, but I've only been around Martha's Vineyard and that area, which is not that different than Maine. But I was surprised at how that felt 
familiar to mm-hmm. so that when you're in those northern regions you know I, you can imagine that it's similar absolutely well and that's interesting too that you write about Maine but you've have you've never been no no wow <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been there because I, I did a series for guideposts that was all set on the Maine coast mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of time reading and studying and kept thinking I was going to go over there but I never actually got up there it's on my bucket list I was like one day you have to do a book signing out there yeah, that'd be fun. You've had so many different genres that you've kind of have um, been able to put your name onto, you know, everything from contemporary to small town to cozy. And I am curious with those genres and the ones that you've written, why do you feel your voice works so well with them? Um, and why do you keep coming back to them? Oh, that is a good question. Um, when I very first started writing, I really wanted to do character-driven mm-hmm. books. And it was funny because I remember saying that to people in the publishing industry, and they're kind of like, well, what, what is that? What does that mean, right. you know? Because <laughs> that was a long time ago. But um, I, I just, I love stories where it's kind of a small story in a way, but it really you really delve deeply into the characters' lives, and you peel away layers upon layers of various characters. And that was always, you know, the, what I wanted to do most of all but what I discovered over time and especially looking back is you know in my opinion every good story is character driven it's Mm -hmm. like you you just need that person that pulls you in and tugs you through and makes you laugh and cry and so and it works whether you're writing you know I've done a lot of children's books and teen books and suspense and history and it doesn't matter to me what I whatever it is it's like the first thing I need is that character and then, yeah. of course, then I, I am really a lot of times into settings, too, but character. And, you know, I've heard people, you know, they talk about plot-driven stories, you know, but I'm thinking, well, you, I don't see how you can really have a plot without a character. Yeah, without <laughs> intriguing characters, for sure. Yes, and so that's that's kind of my general philosophy in a nutshell. Well, and that allows you to really explore different reactions of your characters, and I think that makes it so relatable for readers, for sure. Yeah, and I, t- and I try to keep it real. I mean, it's fiction, but I want it to, to live, breathe real, and, mm-hmm. and I do, I pull things out of real life, and a lot of times a character is inspired by somebody I know, and there's pieces of myself here and there. Yeah. Do you find it fun to put yourself and to put other people in, maybe not a whole constructed character based off of another person, but obviously taking composites do you find that like as a fun thing to do or do you ever worry that um maybe you're putting too much self of yourself out there or if your friend's going to read it and maybe not have the reaction to it that you anticipated yeah you know i think a lot of it is, i do subconsciously when it's myself and mm-hmm. then i don't even recognize it as i'm doing it when i'm and when i'm inspired by somebody else so i've had that concern but Early on in my career, one of the books that I wrote, um, which actually won a national award real early on, which was very encouraging, my mother had inspired one of the characters in there, and she read the book, she loved the book, and she goes, you know, but that character, and she said the name, she goes, she's nothing like me. (laughs) And I just got, I just, oh, yeah. You're like, okay, mom. (laughs) I feel like if my, if I wrote my mom into a book, she would instantly notice it and I'd have to have, she'd have a lot of questions for me. (laughs) 
I I kind of I was worried about that with this one because actually it was a mother that had two daughters and my mom had two daughters and th- there were similarities in the daughters but it was all mixed up you couldn't you know I could, but I could see pieces of my sister I could see pieces of me mm-hmm. but the mom character <laughs> I could see the most pieces but she, that was so funny because she was like yeah, I can see you and your sister but that's not me <laughs> that is perspective too funny. always perspective yes yeah. <laughs> you're just holding up a mirror to life that's what you do <laughs> yeah um, well let's talk a little bit about uh, Christmas by the Sea. Um, tell us a little bit about her, uh, Wendy's story. This story was actually, even though I say character-driven stories, and, and it is, but the setting was really a huge part of the inspiration behind this book. And I mentioned that we'd had a cabin at, at the coast for quite a few years, and we had completely restored it, and it was just kind of one of our little sweet spots. Mm-hmm. And when, when Christmas, we just felt like we needed to get away and Christmas is also my husband's birthday so it makes it kind of more interesting Mm -hmm. so we decided let's spend Christmas at our beach cabin because various families were doing other things and so we were there and then I really do like to decorate and I like to do the whole Christmassy thing and didn't really have it there so my husband went out and got me a tree and we had a little sunroom we put it in the sunroom but I really didn't have much to put on it and we anyway we went down um like we often would do just beach combing and i was always looking for sand dollars but the whole time we'd been there i think i'd found like six and for some reason there had been a storm and we were there at a early tide low tide and we found hundreds literally hundreds of sand dollars and we were just like kids we're just over the moon about it (laughs) we just stuffed our pockets then we ran home and we got you know bread bags and we filled them and then the next day we went back and got almost as many and we finally we had almost a thousand sand dollars which i mean it was hilarious and we still have so then i thought well i had cleaned them all and the funny thing was it's it's very laborious but it was so fun and then i thought i I'm going to turn these into Christmas decorations. So I made, just designed out of my head, these angels made out of sand dollars and hung them all over the tree. And it was the most beautiful tree we'd ever had. I mean, to put other things on there too, kind of from the sea. And we just sat there, you know, and just in awe of this, you know, lovely creation that we'd made. So that was, that was a part that I thought someday I'm going to put that in a book. And this was the book I put it in. (laughs) I love it. That is that typical for you for the idea, like this one scene or this one moment, um, that you want to portray uh, or convey, excuse me, is, does that often happen to you then inspires an entire novel from that point? I wouldn't say often, but sometimes. And to me, when that happens, it feels sort of magical, and yeah. it, it it does just pull me in. Sometimes I'll wake up, and there'll be like a fragment of a dream, and it's just this little teeny tiny scene, but it begs to be a whole book. And then I'm not an outliner, so to me, it's an exploration process. And so it's like i got to find out, well, what's the rest of that story? And so even with this one, even though I knew there was going to be the scene where they found the sand dollars and did the tree but how does that fit into a story and and so that's the fun part and with um what i love about wendy's story is that she's you know she's got her son jackson in this and and it's the two of them against the world and he is trying so hard to kind of force his mom to make roots somewhere and somewhere different than where they've been before and i um i just thought it was such a charming sweet story 
Well, you know, it's like, where do these things come from, too, is, is one thing that, you know, people do ask me. And I was raised by a single mom and really hardworking. And we, we had two daughters and we kind of band together and, you know, do things that seemed kind of impossible. But we take them on. And, and I think some of that probably sneaks into my books, including this one, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's this single mom trying to, you know, make the most of it, but wanting to be responsible, but, you know, wanting a life too, you know? Absolutely. And it's hard when you're faced with this new, you know, this new place that seems to feel so right for you. And then you also know that you have to make different choices that are going to hurt in some way. Yeah. And yeah, she's trying to be the grown up, but you know, the interesting thing too is, you know, she spent so much of her childhood there that it's got some you know, pretty strong pulls on her, but she's just really trying to, you know, she's widowed and just wants to, you know, make the right choices and yeah, she's pulled. With you having written so many Christmas uh, stories, and I know this is probably a question you get all the time, but what is it about the Christmas tradition that you love to convey in your books? Well, there's there's several things. And um, the way that I grew up, you know, with the single mom in our home, Christmas was never never seemed like it was that that classic Christmas that you imagined as a child that everyone else was having. But fortunately, we had these grandparents who lived on the coast, and we would make the three-hour trip to their house a lot because my mom really relied on them. I, it would have been nice if we'd been closer, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd make this drive. And they had this Victorian house, and they did Christmas just beautifully, and all of our extended family would be there, and it was just this magical time of my childhood that I always go back to and just like, Oh, I'm so grateful that they did that because we we really needed that warmth and that coziness that was missing in our daily lives. But also, you know, that it's my husband's birthday and just, there's just something about, you know, celebrating Christmas that to me is wonderful, but then here's the caveat. I know it's a really hard time for a lot of people. And sometimes it's been a really hard time for us because you have family and relatives and things that aren't always going smoothly. And it seems like often at Christmas time, things kind of go sideways. Mm -hmm. So I, early on when I first started writing, I thought I want to write books, you know, that offer hope and encouragement and warmth and all of that at Christmas. But I also want to pull in some hard problems and some challenges. So all my Christmas books have a little bit of a, uh, and then where, you know, the reader gets tugged along, but it's just because I think, you know, that's, that's life. Yeah, it it definitely is life. And I think that the stress of the, I don't mean stress in like a bad way, but just the, the high pressure of the holiday season always tends to kind of pull people in all these different ways. But then we also have such a romantic view of Christmas that there's nothing better than kind of settling during the Christmas season and enjoying the Christmas experiences as well. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I have just simplified everything around the holidays. And I love that I've done that because it just makes it easier to enjoy the holidays yeah, instead of does. trying to do everything perfectly and wonderfully. And Absolutely. I often get asked, you know, well, what traditions, you know, and I'm like, well, my tradition is that I'm getting simpler and simpler. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Well, Melody, before I let you go, it's getting to the time of year that tons and tons of books are coming out and maybe different movies or TV shows that you're interested in. But I'm curious to know what you are currently watching, reading and listening to right now. Okay. Well, I, as far as watching, I, 
I watch Turner Classic movies. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, I love old movies, and I don't hardly watch anything on the networks at all, I'm embarrassed to say. I oh, used no, to pay more, more attention, but it just, I've been disappointed so many times on things. I mean, I did enjoy This Is Us, but um, a lot of the new stuff that comes out, it just feels sort of wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I completely and, understand that. So I tend to gravitate when I want to watch something. I'll either pull out something out of our own collection or I'll watch something on Turner Classics. As far as what I'm reading, um, fiction-wise, I just got the, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Long, Long Trailer with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Yes, I have. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I watched it, you know, probably six months or so ago, and I thought this had to come from a book, because I've seen it, you know, several times, and I thought there's just too much to this story that this was written as a screenplay, so then I did my research and found that, oh, it is a book, so I got the book, the long, long trailer, which is really fun, and I just started it, but what I'm really into right now is actually nonfiction that's called Beauty Will Save the World by Brian Zand, Mm -hmm. and I'm just finishing that up right now and because it has a lot to do with art and beauty and and it's just it's very interesting and i'm also reading which is kind of funny the idiot by dostoevsky (laughs) which is like very different for me but so i'm i'm that's three completely different books. I love that. That's very, that's so interesting. It's like, you've got your nice art history. You have, uh, you have some classic Russian literature <laughs> and, um, some fluff. So that's great. Yes. yes. <laughs> or I guess that would probably be early 20th century, uh, fiction. <laughs> well, actually it's written as a memoir. Really? Yes. <laughs> Early class, early 20th century memoir. Even better. Yeah. Good. Good. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melody, before I let you go, um, I'm curious to know how readers can learn more about you and stay in touch with you. Um, my website, which I'm sorry to say is often not quite up to date because that's not our highest priority, but it's just MelodyCarlson.com. And I am on Facebook and trying to improve my social network, <laughs> but I'm I've spent so much time writing that it's just it's hard to to do those other things. Yeah, because you publish, you have multiple books coming out of every year, so that's that's makes kind of being very social challenging. Yes, I do. But I do try to keep up with email, and if people want to get my newsletter, which is the one thing I do most regularly, um, they can go through my website and sign up for it, and then there's a way to contact me through email and my website too, and I I do try to answer those. So that's yeah. great. Well, Melody, thank you so much. Um, Christmas by the Sea is out now, and I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. Thank you. You too. Hey guys, it's Gwen. If you love what you hear, there are a few ways you can help us during season two. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with your friends helps us out more than you'll ever know. Sharing is caring, as they say. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Real Vixen. I'd like to extend my thanks again to Melody Carlson for joining me today. You can find her Christmas by the Sea anywhere books are sold. Thank you to Ravel Books and Bethany House for their continued support of the podcast. Make sure you stop by FreshFiction.com to find out more about Melody and other Ravel Books and Bethany authors. Until next time, happy reading.